what is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belle Bid DeVoe. This is Julie Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This is Invo. This is India Ari. Hey, what's up? This is Brandy. Music and features from a woman's perspective. Intriguing conversation. Espresso. The Mocha Mix. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you baby? This is Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha, Angelique, Lonnie Love, and Yo Yo Black History Month. You oh. didn't do that right. You just didn't do it right, Angelique. It's Cafe Mocha, Angelique, Lonnie Love, and Yo Yo. It is Guess Black. What? Black Guess History what month. month. It is the shortest month of the year. Black History Month. I don't hey. care. It's our month. Hey. hey. We keep making strides, baby. Salt and pepper's here. Hey, Woo! y'all, y'all can't, y'all, you know what? I don't care. I don't, I'm celebrating this month. This is this is the month to celebrate. And there's a lot of things that we, you know, have made progress in. You know, we still have the NAACP Image Awards. Hey, I love it. You know, it's a 110-year-old organization that have been fighting for the rights of people. Um, you also have new organizations like Color for Change. You have mm-hmm. all the BLM, different organizations. Um, and we are still making history. We have our mm-hmm. first uh, Black and South Asian uh, Black woman as vice president. That is historic. We've had our first mm-hmm. Black president, Barack Obama. We uh, keep making history. And, you know, the thing is that we have to have pride. And this is the thing. We have to keep this month going and, and keep celebrating it because the younger folks don't know about a lot of things. So yeah. this is the reason why it's important. You know, we don't, if we don't do this right, they'll have Martin Luther King as a white man. I'm telling you. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> wait, you know, one of the, I mean, Trump did a lot of bad things, terrible things while he was in office. But one of my favorite is him trying to uh, take out the sensitivity training, the the education about racism the how racism is taught in school even trying to change how slavery is framed like he he had legislation stuff written down uh committees he put together to try to downplay our experience Mm -hmm. and joe biden got in office and the first thing he did was throw that poop in the trash And, then, and that's why it's important for us. You know, we can, you know, have our jokes and we can laugh. We got black Twitter for that. But mm-hmm. it's really important to understand our history, to keep repeating our history and let people know we got like yo-yo. That is legend right there. She's, she she's is legend. Legendary. Yeah. You just, you know, and and the other thing is that they will, like you said, they will try to change our history. They will try to rewrite our history and they will try to I shouldn't say try to erase us from history. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we have to protect it. We can't Mm -hmm. just let it slide. I mean, not only and not only that, I'm sorry, but not only that, our generation of children need to hear it from us because we have about two more generations if we don't keep mention it and, and how important it is to celebrate it, then our children won't feel like it's important. So I think it's important that we make it important. This is a generation of I don't care and it's not my business and right. I don't care. So we have to really celebrate it in more ways 
space than we could ever imagine at this time. You know who I want to interview this month? Who? Ruby Bridges. Wow. Oh, remember, she's still alive. I think she's got a podcast. I just remember the little legs walking to school, flanked Mm -hmm. by whoever, all these angry white people out there screaming and and going crazy. And this brave little girl walked Mm -hmm. into this school and made history. Like looking back on that moment for her, I just wonder what she takes away from it, especially with all that has happened with, Mm -hmm. you know, recently with um, number one, with kids being locked up uh, at home because Mm -hmm. of COVID and not being able to go to school, but them also witnessing the ultimate bullying, the murder of George Floyd. I know she has to have all kinds of thoughts about, I don't know. I want to talk to Ruby Bridges. I think every day during the month of February, yeah, they always say it's the shortest month. So go ahead and every day, you know, study something about Black history. Read up on something about Black history. Make sure your child every day in the month of February, if, if it's just a couple of lines. Or you know what? There's so much. We're all in front of Netflix and junk. They have so many. They have, they have a black section. They sure Just do. go and pick a documentary and have at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we done told y'all how to celebrate Black History Month. So get to it, people. We love y'all. Lonnie Love with Cafe Mocha. And I am with two of the stars of this film that is phenomenal. One Night in Miami, directed by my girl, Regina King. But I got two of the best stars. I don't care what anybody said. You know, <laughs> Leslie Odom Jr., who plays singer Sam Cooke, and my man Aldis Hodge, who plays Jim Brown. Welcome to Cafe Mocha, fellas. Oh, Thank what's happening? <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> okay, like I gotta try to be ever. professional. Okay, <laughs> but I am so excited. First of all, Leslie, this is my first time seeing you in person since I saw you on stage in on Broadway for mm-hmm. Hamilton, which you were phenomenal. Um, can you talk real quickly about the transition from stage to film? Was it hard for you? Uh, yeah, it is hard. It's a, just a completely different type of storytelling. Um, I, I have just been on a journey trying to figure out how I can be useful, which I think you know has ma- made One Night in Miami simpatico with me mm-hmm. because that piece also started in the theater. And so as the piece is trying to make the leap from the theater to the screen, so am I. And so like, you know, like a good friend, it felt like we were on the same journey. Well, you're doing a wonderful job. You know, Aldich, the last time I saw you, we were um, passing out food Thanksgiving day, Leslie, this was Thanksgiving day. <laughs> for the LA mission. mission you yeah. remember that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you've Same been working thing. ever since, you know? <laughs> How you been, bruh? I've been all right. I've been I've been I've been good and, and happy and blessed. I can't complain, you know. Um, lucky enough to still maintain a job throughout all the craziness with the pandemic. So I know how lucky I really am there. And, you know, to be able to be a part of projects like this that speak to what's happening right now, couldn't get any luckier than that. I mean, how timely <laughs> is is this particular talk? moment right now for this film? Like, 
Hey. Talk about that because this was place in 1964. Some of the conversations that you two and all four of you have in the movie, you know, it could be happening right now. So in what yeah. ways did you connect yeah. with the struggles of these men? Leslie, go first. Well, um, you know, the, the pressing question that Malcolm is posing to all of us in the room is what is our responsibility to uh, the moment and the movement happening outside that room. What are we doing and have we done enough? And Kingsley Ben-Adir, as Malcolm X posted to us brilliantly in that room, and it's, you know, and, and it obviously fell on us as well. So I'm just, yeah, I'm always looking for ways to make good use of myself. You know, that's in the projects that I choose. Um, I thought that there was no better way for me to make use of myself than to make myself available to Regina King and Kent Powers and telling this amazing story. Aldous, yeah. this story is about men, but it's framed through the eyes of a woman. The director, Regina King, she did a fabulous job. Absolutely. Um, are there touches to this film that only you think a woman could bring? Come on, this for, this for the late. <laughs> I mean, look. Regina says that this film is, is a love story, a love letter to the black man's experience, you know? And I feel like she was so, so, so very protective of their stories and how they were put out and humanizing these men. I think we definitely needed her touch because she allowed us to navigate through the tones, to reach the points of vulnerability that allowed us to see these people, these people as people, as opposed to you know, the idea of somebody, the idea of something, see them through the lens of their accomplishment. She wanted us to see them through the lens of brotherhood, through the lens of their struggle, right? So for me, I think it was paramount to really have a black director who understood the cultural element, but then also somebody who understood the value of what it meant to humanize black men and show these moments. And as a black woman, I mean, look, I was raised by my mama, I got a sister. We black men are protected by our black women. And she definitely did that with her directing when it came to this story. So I think that it was absolutely integral in terms of the value of this film, having her touch and her vision and her experience, allowing us to see black men as men. Leslie, would you like to speak on that? Having Regina as a director? Mm. Well, yeah, she, you know, she's a brilliant director. She brought her same knows for truth um, and her sensitivity to her work behind the camera as we've grown accustomed to seeing from her in front of the camera. But I can say as a, as a female, you know, as a woman director, um, she brought to that experience, you know, what my, what my wife brings to my life, you know, a, a perspective that I don't have because of her lived experience. So every single time Regina offered me a thought or a note, it was something that would not have occurred to me, Lonnie. Like that is just so valuable. That is the benefit of diverse spaces. Yes. You know, it's because we get that we get the benefit of other people's lived experience. They can fill in holes for us. They can show us things that are in our blind spot. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm just very, very grateful to her for that. Aldis, you played the wonderful Jim Brown and you did it mm -hmm. so well where you even got his mannerisms down. Thank you know, you. what did you learn about playing Jim Brown? I learned about how brilliant he was. And I think something that um, 
it's not celebrated enough when speaking about Mr. Brown. We talk about the athletics, you know, athleticism, and, and he was a he was a genius athlete. I mean, he still has records that are unbroken. You know, he he was a a, a brilliant businessman who transitioned from you know the NFL to film and television, and he dominated in film. You know, but I'm interested in what he went through that motivated him to make these choices. I'm interested in what motivated him to go out into this community and educate black people on the value of economics. I'm interested in what motivated him to start the black economic union. Right. Mm -hmm. I think when I did my research and I learned where his business acumen was at such a young age, at the height of peak success, uh, where most people might've settled, you know, I'm at the top of the game NFL. I'm going to just stop here. He was like, nah, I'm going to yep. get in front of my own value, take charge and go keep it pushing. And not only that, I know my position in the world today. I'm going to go give that education I love to my people. Like that is what I want to celebrate more than what we know today, because that is the man that that is the reason why we know the man we know today. Right. That is the contribution to society. That is a man who has you know, the, the the organization that brings gang members together to tell them, look, you can do better, so do better. That he's still doing that work. So all of the other accomplishments are, are great and important equally, but still, I think we don't know that much about or haven't seen that much about the fact that it's a brilliant businessman who knew his value and knew and wanted to share that value with his with his people. Well, That's you important. Feel that you know, and Leslie, you playing the wonderful singer who we lost tragically too soon, Sam Cooke. Mm -hmm. What was that like? Because you did an excellent job. I mean, you even had his mannerisms down, and you know, I don't want to give it away because I want people to watch the film. Yeah. But there's that that ending, and I think you know when you were sitting down in the talk show and mm -hmm. you. <laughs> anyway, so um, final question. How did you feel playing him? What did you learn about playing Sam Cooke? Oh, man. Uh, whew. I... <laughs> I'm just so glad that Regina saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. You know, I, I did not, you know, think that I was the, the guy, but I, I believed in Regina and Regina believed in me. So um, I just had a transformative experience, not only playing Sam, but playing Sam in relationship to these other three brothers, mm -hmm. to Aldous's Jim and Kingsley's Malcolm and Eli's Cassius. I left uh, New Orleans and on the way to the airport, I called my agents and I said, well, it might mean that I don't work that much, but they all have to feel like that. From here on out, all the projects that I work on have to feel like that because I'll never be the same. Well, Leslie Odom Jr., Aldis Hodge, thank you so much for your time. One Night in Miami is streaming right now um, on Amazon Prime. You don't want to miss it. This is Cafe Mocha. Thank you. Thank you, fellas. Thank you, Lonnie. Thank you, Lonnie. Always good to see you. Good to see you. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a Black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. 
to syndicated broadcast personalities Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. It's Cafe Mocha, Angelique, Lonnie Love, and Yo-Yo on the line. She is the executive director of Kyrie Irving's Family Foundation. His auntie, you want to introduce her, Yo-Yo? She is um, Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Welcome to Cafe Mocha. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. I am doing well. Thank you, Queen, for having me. I appreciate this opportunity. Well, so tell she, us about the, um, the the foundation. I love, first of all, you know, I love Kyrie Irving and um, love everything. I think he's a phenomenal basketball player. But tell us about the foundation. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, so the foundation was formulated by Kyrie. Uh, you know, he has a philanthropic side to him. And we kind of organized a foundation to uplift youth in our communities and also our communities of black and brown people. And um, he's just been doing a tremendous thing out there in the communities. I wanted to mention to you, congratulations. I read that um, the females basketball, the uh, NBA for women, they weren't Mm -hmm. getting paid. Could you give us some information on the donation that the foundation gave? that was for the WNBA, and actually that was solely on Mr. Irving himself, um, and it was $1.5 million, um, for the participants. You know, there was a lot of stigma about going to the bubble and the COVID and things of that nature, so you just had some people who were, like, acting out, and, um, you know, salaries were going to be affected, and mm-hmm. he just wanted to make sure that everybody was taken care of and whatever decision, you know, that they were made, they made, and he stood behind them. And Kyrie also bought George, George Floyd's family a, a home. Is that true? That is very true. Um, you know, he didn't want, he doesn't like a lot of notoriety for anything that he does. He's just really a, a wholesome, good person. Um, and that is, that is true, Lonnie. That is very true. Well, you know what? I'm going to talk about it because March 23rd, <laughs> his 28th birthday, he announced that he's donating $323,000 to Feeding America. And, you know, we needed that because of this pandemic. And it, and and um, the Lineage Logistics matched up to 200000 in donations in the first week yes. of the COVID-19 pandemic. That was awesome, okay? 
Thank you want me? You. I'm gonna keep going. Okay. <laughs> Partner with the City Harvest and donated 250,000 meals across New York area. He announced mm-hmm. that he was creating a share a meal campaign and camp and partnership with other organizations. He also, along with Nike, donated 17 pallets of food and 50,000 mm-hmm. N95 masks to nice. Standing Rock, the tribe. The um tribe over there, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. North and South Dakota. It's a long list. We're we're families. We're black and brown people. Uh, we're in communities, and we want to upbuild and uplift our communities. How do people find your organization if they want to give or or help out? Go to kaiss.org, which is Kai Family Foundation, abbreviated dot org. So that would be kaiss.org. Until Kyrie, I said, hey. <laughs> absolutely, I will. <laughs> Thank you for joining I us. Absolutely, will. Thank you so much, Queens. You guys have a beautiful, wonderful day. The next edition of Salute Her is just in time for Women's History Month, March 21st. We're celebrating with a lot of amazing women, including. Cynthia Arrivio, Grammy, Emmy, and Tony Award winning actress, singer, and producer, creating the Legacy Award. Holly Robertson Pete, co founder of Holly Rod Foundation, Toyota Champion Award. We love Holly. She ain't been on the show in a minute. I know. It's about time. We also got Latasha Brown Byrne, co founder of Black Voters Matters. Yeah. Change Award. Dr. Corbett, who helped us get that vaccine. She's mm-hmm. one of the doctors from UNC. I was so happy to get her. Pinky Cole, you know, the CEO and founder of Slutty Vegan, the Powerhouse Award. She deserves that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Deneen Milner, New York Times bestselling author and founder of MyBrownBaby.com, Champion for Children Award. And And Melanie Campbell, uh, President, CEO of the National Coalition for the Black Civic Participation. Woo, that's a long word. Wait, wait though, Eric Benet is performing. Yeah, I know. My girl, I will survive. Gloria Gaynor, I am so excited. And it's hosted by who, ladies? Lonnie Love. (laughs) Angelique is going to be our voice. Yo Yo is going to give her presentation. I'm going to be behind the scenes saying, Oh, as long as I know how to love, I'm long. And this wonderful event is sponsored by Toyota and AARP. It's our third Salute Her, that's virtual award, March 21st. We want everybody to tune in. It will be streaming. Um, we just have a really good time. We, it's yeah. so inspirational. Yes, it, it is. is. Motivational. And for it to be Women's History Month, I mean, Angie, I'm excited. I am too. We got I a always, lot of amazing women. I always walk away feeling motivated. Definitely, definitely. And you know what? I always say we have to honor our own women. And this is exactly what Cafe Mocha is doing. You guys look out March 21st. Salute her awards. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is the espresso. The NAACP is suing Trump for the attack on the Capitol. Here's the 19th century law they're using to do it. The Klan Act was put in place to ensure Southern legislators will have the ability to exercise their sworn duties as congresspersons without intimidation and and fear of, of retaliation. 
And what if Black and Latinos refused to get the vaccine? Colleen Payne neighbors compared it to genocide. I was one of those people early on that said that I, I didn't think that I wanted the vaccine. A lot of healthcare professionals are saying that, but you have to take it because otherwise it's a form of genocide for African-Americans and people of color if we do not stand in those lines to take the vaccine. We've all heard the stories about how early hip-hop artists and record labels were paid for, funded by kingpins. A new documentary on FX introduces us to some of them. What you are going to get is rarefied access into a world you've seen movies written about and you've heard rappers rap about, but you have never, ever, ever gone beneath the surface. This is going to be the biggest hip-hop documentary put out to date. Check out Hip Hop Uncovered on FX. That's the espresso. I know I've been talking about it, but the Mocha Mix is coming back for those who have forgotten. It's 10 minutes of sweat your hair out throwback jams. We got a brand new DJ. Her name is Farrah Flossett. We held this big old DJ battle online. She was our winner. I can't wait to meet her. And of course, check out her Mocha Mix. That's coming soon to the show. Until next time, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.